what are you waiting for? I think really this is a question that this season poses to us, especially in a worldly sense. What are we waiting for in these days leading up to Christmas? I'm sure many of you were waiting for good sales, perhaps on Good Friday, when you lined up and went to different stores and purchased things at a very reasonable and very good price. You were waiting for something and to do something. Or maybe you're waiting for some of these movies that will come out right around the holidays, uh, the next blockbusters like uh, the new Star Wars movie. Maybe some of you are waiting for a vacation to leave kind of the colder climate to go somewhere else, somewhere warmer. Or maybe for our young people, the little kids among us, maybe they're waiting to see if whatever they ask Santa for, if it makes their way under their Christmas tree and they open it and find it on Christmas morning. We're all waiting for something, especially in these days leading up to Christmas. But I think, too, not only from a worldly sense, but in a spiritual sense as well, that maybe we've been waiting for God to answer a prayer that we've made. And we see that really at at the heart of the first reading today, that the people of Israel, they're waiting for their prayer, for the Messiah to come to be answered, for that God would send the Redeemer and the Savior into the world. Our second reading today from St. Paul tells us that we are awaiting the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so even though he came and he died and he rose, we continue to wait for that further revelation of who he is when he comes at the end of time. And that's what our gospel gets at, that we're waiting, that we are waiting for that time in which the Lord will come, that as he tells this parable, this short story about the, uh, the master of the house who goes away and puts his servants in charge and tells the gatekeeper to keep watch, that we're the gatekeepers, that we're keeping watch for that hour when the Lord will call us home or when he'll come at the end of time. So there is this waiting for something in the season of Advent. And that's really what we do. And I think we're always busy during this time of year. You're going from many different things, from Christmas concerts to Christmas parties, from the mall, whatever, that we're very busy. And so I think maybe we lose that sense of waiting. As we do wait, I think there's three ways that we can do so. To first pause, to ponder, and then to pray. To really to pause that maybe when we're stuck in traffic by Bay Park Square, or maybe we're waiting in line at one of the stores, that in that moment of pause, in that moment of waiting, we can ask ourselves, well, what is it that I'm waiting for? And really it's to celebrate Christmas as we buy whatever it is that we're purchasing to share our love with someone that we care for. So really in those moments to give pause and to really think of what it is that this season is all about. Secondly, to ponder. And I think that there are lots of different things, different symbols, signs that are given to us that can lead us to ponder, to kind of go deeper a little bit. For example, we lit the Advent wreath, the first candle today. And for me at least, I think the Advent wreath is a symbol of how the world is in darkness but through the light, through Christ who comes. And so we light the candles as a way of anticipating the coming of the light of the world on Christmas morning. 
We also put up Christmas trees in our homes. We cut them down, we decorate them, or we buy one from a store. And really that tree, I think, is something that can allow us to ponder something deeper. That as we celebrate Christmas with the tree, that ultimately it's a foreshadowing of the tree that is to come, the tree of Good Friday on which Jesus died for us. There are many different ways we can ponder. There are little meditation books. There are some out in the front of church. The little blue books that you could take, maybe to use the rosary. This is a way that we ponder this great mystery that we're waiting for, that we're anticipating. Then lastly, simply to pray. To pray for our world, to pray for one another, to pray for your families. That the joy and the peace and that God's love that he wishes to give, especially on Christmas morning, may enter into our world and into our homes, into our families. While we might think we're waiting for something in these days of Advent, the actual reality is we're waiting for someone, and that's Jesus, who is our Savior and our Redeemer, who is the light of the world.